Amen. I want to take your attention to uh, the book of Psalms 133. 1 through 3. Amen. Behold. It means look. How good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about the flowing power of unity. The flowing power of unity. Let's pray one more time. Lord, it's your word. It's not me. I'm nothing, Lord. I pray that you would anoint me. Use me as a conduit. I pray for your anointing just to land in this house, Lord. Give us revelation and understanding, Lord. We humbly ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen. You look at the, the word of God and the, the mention of unity, the first mention would be in the book of Genesis chapter 11, when the people of the earth came together and built the Tower of Babel. Even though they were out of God's will, God said, Behold, the people are one and of one language, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Unity was the key factor in a part of this that God would even say that in the midst of what they were doing. Unity is being in harmony and with one mind and one common goal and in one spirit. Unity is crucial. Amen. It's very crucial, important. A church family unity is so important because everyone wants to be a part of something positive and life-changing. Amen. God's power is channeled through a united body of believers. His body. If you've been born again of the water and the spirit, guess what? You are part of the body. You are part of the body. Amen. Amen. So we must work together in unity. We must. Amen. And i got to say this church is unified right now. i, I got to say I'm amazed to see it. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Paul says this. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing and there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Ephesians 4 and 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in a hope of your calling. Amen. Endeavoring literally means to make an effort, to strive, we must constantly endeavor to be unified if we're going to succeed. Amen. And i tell you one thing. We are unified. Things are happening. God is moving. I'm so glad for that. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Amen. Unity in the body of Christ is crucial. Amen. It's a, an example of unity. Is a, you would say, if you could see a team of oxen yoked together in pairs working together, is unity. Unity. Amen. Studies have shown that while a team of oxen that are yoked together can pull their own body weight, which can be as much as 1,500 to 3,000 pounds, which is astounding, a well-trained team of oxen can pull up to twice the times their body 
weight or as much as 12,000 to 3,000 pounds. Amen. There is a supernatural multiplication when his body is in unity. Amen. Matthew chapter 11 and 28. It says, Come unto me that ye labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When we are yoked together with Jesus, when we endeavor and strive for unity with his spirit, there's a supernatural multiplication that happens. We, the body of Christ, can go beyond what we could ever try to do by ourselves. Amen. Unity. Matthew chapter 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching as anything, that they shall ask, it will be done unto them as my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst Amen. Unity. Amen. Leviticus chapter 26. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Amen. We're talking about a supernatural multiplication that happens. Amen. The question is, why were they so powerful? They were in obedience to the word of God and God was working through them and with them together. Amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. There are two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. Oh, but woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he have not another to help him. John chapter 15. He says this, Jesus says, Abide in me, I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him the same, bringeth forth much fruit. Everybody say much fruit. Amen. Much fruit, for without me, ye can do nothing. Us unified in prayer with Jesus, we become one. Amen. When we pray together, when we fellowship together, when we worship together, when we praise together, when we sing together, when we gather together, when we stand together, when we rejoice together, when we bind together, there is nothing restrained from us. Amen. When we're in unity, the church has power when it's unified with God. Amen. Acts chapter 4, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak thy word. And they were praying this in unity, the whole crowd was, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Why? Because of unity. Amen. There's unity. My opening text in Psalms 133, it says, Here we have two wonderful illustrations of unity among the brethren. It's like the ointment descending from the head of the high priest through the skirts of his garment. Shoo, my goodness. And it's like the dew descending in the refreshing power from Herman's snowy top. Amen. Speaking of Jesus, our high priest, Hebrews chapter 5, it says that he... Being made perfect, he became the author in eternal salvation 
unto them that obey him and called a God, a high priest unto the order of Melchizedek. The second part of the Psalms 131 talks about Mount Hermon. This is what I think is so fascinating. Mount Hermon is the very loftiest peak in all the land of Israel. And from its snowy cap, when all the surrounding country is parched, from the lack of rain, the refreshing dew descends upon the mountains of Zion. And this one is the figures used by the Holy Ghost to illustrate the beauty and the pleasantness of the brethren dwelling together in unity. Amen. Jesus is the head of the church. And we're in obedience. We're unified with him. There's a supernatural flow of his spirit through the body that ministers to everybody. There is that flow. And in the midst of the middle of the flow, there is power. Amen. In unity. Let's stand right now and pray right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your church that you are the head of the church. You are the God in creation, Lord, the Son of Redemption, the Holy Ghost in the church. Help us, Lord, to be unified even more so, Lord. Give us the revelation and understanding. Help us through endeavor, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name.